March 20, 2006, in your home, at work, and around the world, broadcasting Without Borders, this is Eye on the Future Radio with Hepsiboa. Visit Eye on the Future's website at www.ionthefutureradio.com for upcoming guests. To learn more about Hepsiboa, visit www.sayoshant.org. That's www.saoshyant.org. There you will also find her extensive prophecies. The topic for tonight's show, the Masons, the Templars, and Rome, plus much, much more with Hepsiboa's very special guest tonight, Alan Watt, researcher and author. Oh, Alan, here we are. And uh, there is something very interesting taking place, and uh, we need to uh, take a look. When they take, um, because this uh, today was a was a very interesting thing. As I uh, do not watch much of TV, but when I was watching television, and I couldn't help, and I know for sure you know it too that uh, we see Mr. Stephen Harper basically being, uh, shall we say, managed by the uh, George W. Bush clan. And when when we look at the speech writing that goes on there, and we look at history, because these that are there, the Masons and... We, we know, of course, 1143 is when the Templars were really out there in the world. But then we have to go much further back. And, and the question is, do you believe that the Piso family, the uh, um, ancient Rome, Greece, and so forth, were all ruled by the same clan, Egypt? I think um, the ancient world has always been, uh, just like the modern world, has been a secret, uh, uh, semi-secret government in the ancient world over all of it, as as there is today over all the world. Um, If you take a comparison, for instance, today's world, pretty well every country on the planet has signed into this anti-terrorist thing, uh, even Norway where nothing happens, you know, and, uh, and everyone's wondering what, what they put in the blazes is really behind all of this, there's some much bigger plan here, but, but even more important, it tells you that no country is truly independent or sovereign, uh, because you have this network of Freemasons at the top of all of them who bring on the same agenda at the same time worldwide in every country. If any country was truly sovereign, or, or a few were even, they wouldn't go along with it. Yeah, but when we look at it and, and we start to assess what happened during those times, and then we're going to go, and then we propel up because we can go from every war, from Napoleon Bonaparte to uh, Alexander the Great. We can go to, of course, to Winston Churchill, uh, to uh, uh, Hitler, right? And then, but now we have something that looks much more ominous and. Oh, yeah. uh, uh, JB10 to you too, and everybody happy, happy, 
spring equinox. And of course, the cherry blossoms are out here everywhere, and the birds are singing, and all this wonderful stuff is out there. But we are missing some of our birdie friends that we, the wild canaries. We haven't seen them like we see them every year. So we wish everybody a very happy springtime as we go to take a look. But, Jason, there has to be something out there, and someone else said to me it was prehistoric, and uh, uh, also uh, we want to thank your it, oh, she's not there, there. your it said, oh, late last night, we want to tell you that your prophecy for Australia came true. How do you know that stuff? Well, you know, you be still and you listen to the voices from the other realms and you take a good look around and you just know. I, uh, that's all I can tell you. That's how I have done it since I was four years old. Anyway, so we hope that uh, the people in Australia had listened to uh, many, many warnings we gave and it seems that only a few are injured but no major deaths and that the storm was absolutely horrific. It was a hundred and how many hours? 180 miles an hour, Jason. Yep. So, wherever you are, no, wherever you are, Jason, there you are. That is your spring message, Ellen. So, let us, let us look at what we can do to unwrap it, because some of the people are saying, yeah, but you know, you are speaking about this and you're speaking about that. But how does it sit together that these people had this power for the last 3,000 years? Yeah, it's not difficult. I mean, it's, it's very simple, really, when you realize the whole world in the system that's been here for thousands of years has run on one major thing, uh, the first unnatural thing, really, and that was the creation of money. And once you introduce money, you destroy the old system. The ones who control the money therefore own the system. And they create the armies, etc., to go out and conquer and to, and to reintroduce money everywhere they go. And, and they, of course, in the early times, maybe 5,000 well, Sumer was using uh, silver and gold, primarily silver, though, and weight. They'd measure out by, in fact, even the jewelers' scales today and grams and so on, and the measurement of, of silver and gold came from Sumer. It's never changed the whole measuring system. It was, it was there at mm -hmm. Sumer, and we're still using the same system today. Mm -hmm. So uh, that was, the, along with that came the, the merchants, the merchant classes, who would go out into the, generally by sea or, or land, and tantalize the, the, the tribes with the bubbles and so on, much like the white man did with, with American Indians with glass beads, etc. And, and then once they had the, this barter system going with them, they say, well, you've got to start using, I think, this, 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 uh, this, this thing called gold or silver. And, uh, and of course, they, they would show them where to mine it, how to mine it. Then they set up their secret societies within those communities. Generally, it's the chiefs who were initiated into it. Today, we'd call it masonry. Um, and those days, they just called it generally the mystery religion. Yeah, but when you, when you are saying this, and we are going back to long, <laughs> long time. 
then we also have to come to uh, to sort of smile because we have these people that call, proclaim themselves to be channelers. You know what I think about that. Well, I only get three on my television and only got uh, rabbit ears on mine. <laughs> uh, and so we have the channelers who then uh, seem to be communicating with this man, Jesus Christ, and uh, they then say that the data that is out there, historical data that they are keeping on pushing, 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 uh-huh. and uh, they say, well, of course, it demonstrates that he really was there. And they say, well, wait a minute, we know he never, never existed because the uh, ancient historical writer, writers who lived in those very horrible emotionally upsetting tumultuous times in the in the first or the pre first century, second century AD. And then we also know that uh Egyptilo Judaeus never, never referred to him and so many others never refer to him. So is this then a, a, a Masonic a Catholic Church conspiracy that 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 is at that time uh, of course thousands of people have have suffered under this lie and and hundreds of thousands of people today when they go to church they are put on a guilt trip because they have to throw money in the basket and all those that have been programmed by Helena Blavatsky and Anna Blavatsky, they have, of course, all of these people uh, been lied up, and they continue to lie. But how can this, so many centuries, uh, Alan, continue that the people are not waking up because we have these people and, and these little people, you know, they go to the Masonic lodges, to these blue lodges, they don't seem to have a clue either because on Sunday morning here in the town they're all marching off, Alan, to go to church. Yeah, mm-hmm. I know. Uh, well, they're all taught so young, you see. And it, when you tell a story to a child and the adults have a solemn face, in other words, they put it different from Santa Claus uh, or Satan's cause, uh, it's... Uh, children imagine in their own head they picture the story they can actually picture it and when you tell the two people you know roaming through the deserts and stuff for 40 years and they see them they see that in their mind they see them as real people they can picture all the individual characters and it imprints this on their brain it's the imprint they call it and it, it's augmented and, and then it's, it's, it's um, reinforced by repetition and with ritual and repetition, which is the ancient techniques pre-Christian, and um, uh, this never generally never leaves most of them. It's always there somewhere. Well, maybe I better comply, especially when it's time to die. Uh, and all these fears come back to them, these primitive childhood fears uh, of what they must do before they die, and that's when they call for a priest. You see. So, so it's a good, this, this hold of religion is a form of mind control, and I mean all religions. I mean, all religions use the same techniques, really. And in fact, all religions have the same story, esoteric story contained within them. Because um, the Jesus himself uh, is basically a son. It's the 
son is the son if you are not God, you see. No, because you know when you walk into the cathedral of St. Peter in Rome, that's not the first thing you see is a man called the sun. You see there, of course, the sun with it. And that's an expensive jobby that they have sitting there, because that's 22 carat gold, those rays. That's right. Well, that's nothing but the desk, you see. And, um, <laughs> and of course, they can, they, 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 uh, they've always got the money coming in, but... Uh, the sun sheds his life or light. He is the light of the world, and he sheds yeah. for the world. So, so the sun uh, is a traditional story. In fact, the Gnostics were fighting with with, with the first um, Christians. Really, around three hundred, uh, a couple of hundred years after it, they were they were arguing and saying, "Why are you stealing our deity?" Uh, what they meant by that was. They'd always used a symbol of, of uh, a human who is enlightened so much that he is the, the son of S-U-N of God, mm-hmm. who wherever he walks leaves no footprints, and, and who gives his life and his light to the world and then dies every day. You see, he dies every day. He walks on water. And of course, the Egyptians used the same thing for Osiris, and they had the ceremonies over the Nile, where as the sun went down, it looked like the sun walked on water. Uh, this is traditional. Yeah, uh, and some even or, proclaim yeah. the uh, the uh, ones from uh, uh, Anna and Helena Blavatsky now proclaim that, uh, oh yeah, Pythagoras was uh, actually the same as Jesus Christ. But then uh, I also have to differ as a Zarathustran, and I'm their prelate, so I should pick up for what I know is right they do not this emotional blackmail on people and when I look at the similarities of the stealing of uh, the Zarathustran story and the readjustment that they have made and the bringing of their mythic uh, belief system into some of uh, uh, this, uh, this situation that they say, oh, well, uh, uh, Zarathustra was, was like this, like this. I said, well, no, that's not quite true. I said, you have bamboozled. You have lied to the people upon this planet. And you are still trying to lie and bamboozle the people just like the Masonics have done for so long. And his rye B2006 for um, a what one thing. I cannot understand the same Patrick parade. You have Freemasons in the parade like the Shriners, elite Jewish Freemasons, dignitaries, civil and religious giving the Freemasonic signs, yet everyone is oblivious to this display um, nationalism disguised under which pagan rights are affirmed in plain view of God-fearing Catholics. Now, there is a confusion here because these Catholics, of course, they are just as bamboozled as the rest out there. And we also have to tell you that the real, true, staunch Hebrews would not either join a Masonic lodge. I investigated that, and they say never would they put foot in there 
because they said it was a form of Mithraism. How is that? Yeah, yeah, but there's an awful lot of Jews have joined it. And um, in fact, the Benibris, which is... Uh, yeah, but that is Zionite. Zionites, well, in fact, they have huge office towers in big cities. Mm-hmm. And it was the Bene Brith who sponsored the United Nations uh, to come over to Canada, in fact, to to set up the censorship for the Internet. Mm-hmm. Now, they, they write laws, and governments just sign them, and the hate laws were put through by the Bene Brith. And the Bene Brith, this is how it works, you see. The Bene Brith have these huge office towers, very, very expensive, uh, and many, many floors, but they're registered as lodges. If you go to the registration, Masonic lodges. And the, the neighbors means the sons of the covenant, you see. And uh, they are a registered Jewish sect of the Scottish Rite of Freemasonry. Yeah. They're given their charter by the Scottish Rite of Freemasonry. Uh-huh. So people should understand that. They're, they are a Masonic group. Um, and when you join Masons, it doesn't matter which country or nationality or ethnic group you want to belong to, um, you become a part of an international brotherhood and you leave your own family behind you. People should get that through their heads. Yeah, but when, when people do not understand, like this fellow who is saying to you, uh, uh, I cannot understand the St. Patrick Parade. You have Freemasons huh? in the parade, like the Shriners, uh, elite Jewish awesome. Freemasons, dignitaries, civil, religious, giving the Freemasons sign. But people do not understand that uh, because they do not ride a little motorcycle or they don't jump up and down or they don't have whatever, uh, most of those that are in high positions of government are all in the Freemasonic movement, aren't they? I would say say all of them, actually. (laughs) I I don't think you can get into government situations without being a member. That's how bad it is. That's how bad it is. I mean, people in government are not elected into government. That's a con game for the public. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're, they're well vetted years before the public even hear their names as they go up the ranks of Freemasonry. And when they're given the old day, then they get put in their positions. Uh-huh. Well, we have something here yeah. that came in from England. And this is uh, from a... Uh, Oh, no, this is from Claire in California. That's the first one. You two make a great combination for the broadcast. Thank you so much for sharing your knowledge and energy. Two questions, if you have time, please. Could you tell us a bit about the past times when things came to a head as they are today and the top creatures didn't fulfill their plan? What did the situation look like then? And then she has the next one, the gray man that you speak of, I imagine Kissinger and the like, they must know they are expendable. What do they think will happen to them in the future? Thanks so much. Mm-hmm. The, 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 the last part really is the, is the easy part because, uh, number one, the Kissingers and the Maurice Strongs who can dance around the world in either their late 70s or early 80s and put in 16 hours a day sometimes, uh, they have life extension already. They're given access to a much higher uh, medical reality than level one reality, which is professorship down for the public. 
and the, 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 what the Christians made that known that their helpers would be given this life extension if they really helped with the great work from, from the 1500s that were telling them this and the proof is there Benjamin Franklin was the same he was a point of light uh, he wrote that in his own diary his own memoirs I'm a point of light and that's how I wish to go down in history uh, George Bush Sr. used that same phrase in, in his 1991 uh, speech on September the 11th <laughs> uh, when he said uh, uh, there are a thousand points of light working towards this great work. So this is the same thing over and over, down through the centuries, by the same the same religion. It's a religion behind all of this. Going back to Mithra, uh, it's very important. You see, Mithra was only a later addition of the same group popping their head up down through history, just as Adam Whitehopped was with the Illuminati. Um, the, the Mithra cap on the head of Mithra is the same cap you'll see in all revolutions um, at the far the uh, um, male potency uh, regeneration through the phallic symbol when it's sitting flat it, 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 it comes up into a little cone and then it, it goes over to the side and drops down that's when the battle is over when, when, the, when the, the revolution is on the cap is up You'll see that same uh, picture for, for Benjamin Franklin. It was drawn by a Frenchman. It's in the it's in um, it's in the, the Congressional Hall or, or the, the library in, in Washington D.C. And they, they get a picture of, of Benjamin Franklin wearing that same Mithra cap. It's a Mithra cap, you call it, the cap of liberty. Uh, as far as, as, as what happened in the last time, they give us little scattered pieces about it in ancient, ancient histories. Um, one of them was given by Plato, who again was a member of the Mysteries, and they're the only ones who unfortunately give us our histories. Just like today, they give us our histories. And Plato gave us the, the first inkling of a place called Atlantis. And, and he got it supposedly from old parchments brought over by uh, a, a someone who preceded him in his family lineage about five generations uh, who had gone to Egypt and his name was Solon which again is a play on the sun and on in Egypt which is now Heliopolis so uh, the Egyptians said to this Solon he says you, you people he says you people of the islands the Grecian islands he says you don't even know you, where you come from or how old you are or how old your culture is and he said you don't know uh, that many, many great civilizations have risen and fall, they've risen to great pinnacles of power and might and science, and they have fallen, and, and they have been lost in time. Meaning man is far, far, far older than we've been told, you see. Yeah, of well, when, when we realize that uh, this planet is over 275 billion years old, and that it has been... Uh, inhabited at least for the two, last 274 million years, then we are going to have to say to them, what have you done to history and what are you doing? Because there is, when you go into, um, 
uh, when you go to Cancun and you get uh, one of these people, that, there's a person there who is a professor of the University of Mexico City, and he is Aztec, and he then takes you to places where they don't take the, the tourists, and then he says, well, look at this. He says, look how old this is, and he starts to describe and he said, well, you know, it, it is a sadness, it is disgusting, because when the Catholic Church came, he says they destroyed all these ancient, ancient places, mm-hmm. and, and the buildings were turned into churches, because they took them apart. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, not only the Catholic Church, but we knew even the Muslim Church desecrated a lot of stuff, too. Because there's the connection between all the churches. That's the thing that people have to understand. Before I go on to that, I'd like to finish up the last question, though. Um, the Kissingers and so on, as I say, can get life extension. Now, the ones who are even higher, um, supposedly, are, 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 they can make them live for quite a few hundred years. The technology is here. And actually, I'm sure it's here. The technology can make them live for a thousand if they want them to, or maybe even longer. If you turn off the time clock, the gene that kicks in, you can certainly, barring accidents, make a person live for as long as you wish. Now, David Suzuki, who is a spokesman for the United Nations, for World Wildlife Fund and all these organizations, Mm -hmm. and who is also a geneticist by, Mm -hmm. by profession, said on national TV in Canada... Uh, a couple of years ago that said we now this is admission you see but it's not the whole truth it is we now have the capacity the capability to make a person live to 500 years if we so wish so that's an admission that it can be done but it's also a lie because they've been doing it for a long time with certain people yeah. um, if, if we go into the, 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 the sciences the, the sciences are on three levels. It's all realities on three levels. We are in the bottom level, reality. And just like religion, it's, it, it's done by repetition and by all, all media around you, all magazines that you pick up and read, popular science, mechanics, all that stuff. It's meant to re- reinforce the idea that they're on the, we're on the cutting edge of, of technology. Uh-huh. Whatever we know in this level, one reality is antique, obsolete, and ancient. Fishing <laughs> it out piecemeal as they go along. How they reality that's so far ahead is beyond science fiction. Yeah, and also the the playing around that they have done with uh, uh, young organs that they have taken and implanted into these characters. Uh, Tango Jimmy. Please, could Alan speak about the protocols of Zion? Yeah, the protocols uh, were first brought to the West, or at least in, in, in the English-speaking countries, uh, in uh, the time of the, the Russian Revolution, um, just just before it, and, and basically. Uh, although it was brought in then, it actually circulated in some lodges, Masonic lodges in France in the 1800s, the same, the same thing. And there's many takes on who wrote it. Uh, some of the Masons have put out that a particular Jewish revolutionary, who was also a Mason, um, had, had, had actually done a sort of dialogue, as Plato would, with in his dialogues, a fictitious character or a fictitious audience, and put this stuff out. However, 
no one can deny that whoever put the stuff out understood the formula for the future because pretty well everything in there whoever put it out uh, whoever um, put it out certainly knew that for the next what was going to happen in the next hundred years at least uh, because there's too many truths in there it, even to do with inoculations to kill off the people make them sick um, the creation of, of, of making sport uh, a craze throughout the world in the early 1900s, there were no great soccer fields. There were no arenas across the, the countries to, to, for ball games and so on. And yet they said they'd make that into almost an obsession, which they've done. Uh, there were far too many truths in there. So they understood whoever it was. And some people think it was the, the priori design, which again still exists today, taken off from the Knights Templars. And regardless of the, the finger pointing, there is no doubt that, that uh, it was a high group of esoteric occultists, probably very, very high Masons, uh, who understood the agenda for the, for the next hundred years because there's too many truths contained within. So, a tremendous understanding of human nature. So when, understanding. Yeah. when we uh, take a look and we know that there are many different forms of Judaism and we also know that rather the suppression of free speech in order to pave the way for the establishment of a totalitarian Zionist global government functioning as an arm of the Illuminati. Yep. So, you see, this is the thing too, that these people who run the world are tremendously legalistic. So much so that will give you the truth always, but it's not necessary that, that you understand you've been given the truth and they'll do it in such a way as to apart from the, the books they put out in the, in the libraries that no one reads uh, to do with laws or their, or their planning etc the dry books put out by the high high level bureaucrats um, they also put it out in the, in the holy books they've given the people down through the thousands of years and within, see, every Masonic lodge uses the, the, the black book of the law. That's the, that's the Old Testament. The, you, that's the rules of the game. There's an esoteric story for the people with pictures of Moses in their head. Mm-hmm. And there's the esoteric reality for those within, you see, and so, all the stories. So and and they, they, in the New Testament, which is Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John primarily, the four seasons, the, the four sites, sites uh, the north, south, east, and west, uh-huh. As the four constellations, that's why in the Vatican ceiling they've got the man, the eagle, the ox, and and, um, and the lion. These are, these are constellations, and you'll see them next to Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. Because, and it's also in the Old Testament, the same animals are used when, when the so-called blessings on the so-called twelve tribes are given. You'll see that the, 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 the blessings are nothing more than the constellations of the zodiac. That's what the twelve tribes were. They were constellations. The twelve disciples were constellations. And, and, the, and the Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John with those symbols are four of the, of the main standards of the so-called fictitious tribes of, of, of Israel. Israel mm-hmm. is Isis, Ra'el, Israel. That's what it means. Zion is the same thing. It's the first two letters in Hebrew of the moon, S-I, Sai. And, and then On is the phallic symbol of, this, of regeneration from the city of Egypt called On, which the Greeks called, called Heli- Heliopolis. That's traditional 
uh, Kabbalistic teaching, uh-huh. esoteric, high. That's so right. that's the truth of it. Zion, the true Zionists are the ancient occultists, and that's why they write in the New Testament and they make sure that the people understand it on a one level, but they don't understand it on another. They always say those who are Jews and are not. There's two types in here. Always two types. Yeah, if you try to tell that to some of them, they get very upset. And uh, this person, I think, is still wanting his answer from us for... uh, uh, I I cannot understand the St. Patrick's Day parade. You yep. have Freemasons in the parade like the Shriners, elite Jewish Freemasons, mm-hmm. dignitaries, civil and religious, well, giving the Freemasonic signs, yet everyone is oblivious to the display, display of nationalism disguised under what pagan rites are affirmed in a plan a view of God fearing Catholics and that is a sad thing that even this is not understood by people that religions were made for the purpose to control the masses. Uh, see here's the thing that you should understand that it's a little a little tidbit. The ancients always said the even Egyptians would, would say this to, to the peasantry, they say there's always a peasantry. The vast bulk are always illiterate peasants. And they tell them that, that the sun rose from its cave. That's what they said. It came from its cave. And at night went into its cave. Some mm-hmm. things they called it a gate for the, for the middle uh, esoteric. But for the peasants at the low, they called it a cave. And you'll find the traditional stories to do with, say, the birth of Jesus. Um, nowhere in the New Testament does it say that he was born in a, in a cave. And yet they have a grotto, you see. They always have the grotto for Christmas, and 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 the, and the stories that go along at Sunday school as well. You see, this this was a sort of stable that was chiselled out of a rock, and it was sort of a cave. You see. Yeah, yeah. And, and so, so you have that. That's what it means. The animals, of course, are the animals of the zodiac. The, the animals that are in the stable. Yeah. And then you'll find the same thing with with uh, Mohammed. Mohammed. Uh, uh, got all his, he heard God talking to him and, and what he was to do in a cave. See, he said this cave keeps popping up down through history. The same symbology is all to do with the cave. We know also that the Mithraic rites and even the Albigensian rites later on um, and other groups down through the ages would take place in caves often and places underground. Yeah, because so, that is why they also keep on saying oh, all the Christians, they were in caves. It's just, yeah. you know, it's, it's nonsense. Oh, no, but that's... Hey, uh, hey, on, the, on the English word, because in, in English language, which is Masonically created in the 1500s with all the codings in it, mm-hmm. uh, the, the C can be pronounced as an S. And so when you say cave, it's got save in it. it it's all plays on words and, and, and language and codings and so on. And it's also in all of the old religious uh, uh, pictures, tremendously beautiful to look at, tremendous artwork. <laughs> You'll find all of the constellations within those symbols. You'll see the sun symbol behind it, the holy people, uh, where you have a, a, a circle around their head, and, and generally there's the, the three points, which should be four points, where you have the sun behind them. It's the same old sun worship done through the ages. Um, even Albert Pike gives a little tongue-in-cheek clue 
when he says, he says, a strange thing to call the God, you know, the, the son of the morning. Mm-hmm. And so is Lucifer called the same thing, you know, the morning star. Yeah, it's one and the same thing. Pretty sad, huh? The sun is a star. A star is not a planet. No. A sun, a, a sun and a star are, are, are on fire, you see. They're on fire. A planet is not. A planet's like like Earth. We have another the letter. The star is the sun. We have another letter here from uh, uh, Neil in the UK. Hi, Alan. I am a new listener. It's so refreshing to hear such lucid words about the mess we are in as beings, and it makes so much sense. But I am not confident about these allegiances between different ethnic power bases. I do understand there have been always there have been always been persons that are rabid about money and the power from it, but I also accept that these people, like most of us, are, as you say, asleep. I'm not confident that they would be capable of organizing by their own Machiavellian style of rule international. If they're asleep as we are, then any joint plunder of power for these people would be coincidental, wouldn't it be? I understand we need to be in the know, but I think we just, we still need to be in the now with this no knowledge in attendance. I have only just come online and I am a little adrift of tonight's trust. So can you please enlarge on this at some time in the future broadcast, Neil UK. You see, there is the problem because people do not understand as they can see it, that they have power today. They don't have to wait for tomorrow, do they? The waiting is the problem. Uh, you, you, uh, if a person doesn't lead themselves, someone's going to lead you. Someone will do it for you. And, and we've been trained to be followers, and uh, it, it's been so well discussed by the ones who are doing it, and written by the ones they've written about it, of creating a world of experts and a society who are perpetual children who truly believe. Uh, that there's a class above them that have the right to rule them and decide what happens in their lives because they're somehow superior. And of course, that's the British socialist system. It's an incredible system that trains the people uh, that the strata of bureaucracies above you are somehow staffed with some kind of different uh, race or something, you know. This vague race of people who are somehow better than you and they know what they're doing, and, and you know nothing, therefore you should let them rule you. That's the socialist system, which has been... Actually, today they call it democracy. It's the same system. Well, it's, we have to also note that the United States of America has gone into 23 or maybe 24 countries by now, and they never brought that so-called democracy. And not only that, they never have given anyone around the planet, wherever they have been, not either in their own countries, what they teach. They well, I'll tell you one of the biggest laughs I have right now, and it's, I, I have a, a strange sense of humor. 
I don't think so. I think your humor is right no. on. <laughs> but I'll tell you, here's a country that's under martial law, the United States. Mm-hmm. It is under martial law. With, with, and under, under the American Constitution, the president has the rights of the dictator and tyrant in times of, of national emergency. Yeah. So, so here's, here's a country under a, a, put a, a de facto dictatorship right now. Go over to the Middle East to bring democracy. Doesn't this sound kind of strange? A dictatorship is given another country democracy. Yeah. It doesn't jive. You see, it's so stupid. It's all ridiculous. And you'll find that there's no real, real uh, static definition of democracy. Democracy in the 1700s, you see, oh, Britain was the first democratic country. It wasn't up until the First World War that most men got the vote, never mind the women. Because if you didn't, if you didn't own your own property and own not enough land, you didn't get a vote. So only the nobility had the rights to vote right up until then. Yeah, but women couldn't vote until less, a very short time ago. And even at that, you have to watch out. Yeah, but what I mean is this, it's all, it's all, it's all nonsense anyway. Because um, uh, the democracy doesn't have a fixed definition. It, it, it's elastic. They can, they can reinterpret democracy to mean whatever they want it to mean. And it never means what the people think it does. No. And, and there's no such thing as, as a democratically elected uh, uh, president or prime minister. It's all a big scam for the public. It's, it's worked out long before by the guys at the top who's getting in, who's going to run it. And, and here's the thing, too. I think it was one of the Illuminati members, Jefferson Franklin, uh, he was an Illuminatus. I mean, he uh, he actually was initiated in the lodge. Uh, France, uh, yeah. Uh, but he was, so was uh, Franklin before him. In fact, Franklin, when he was over there as the ambassador to France, Franklin became head of the, the, the Grand Lodge. An American became became the head of the, the Grand Lodge of France, and then of course Jefferson took over from him. Well, Jefferson, in his own memoirs, nobody bothers to read them anymore. He said the same thing in them. He, he said, when the people see a particular agenda uh, continuing through different presidencies, then they'll know that they're under a tyranny. In other words, it doesn't matter who the front man is or the front party is, when you see a single um, agenda getting pushed with each one, mm-hmm. the same agenda, you know you're actually under a hidden tyranny. And that's what we've got today. Uh, regardless of who's in power, it's been that all my life, uh, the same United Nations agenda, mm-hmm. it, it goes on, uh, and they just hand laws to whoever's the front man in your country, and he signs it into law. And it's been like that since the UN was created. But you know, sort of on paper, it looks like the United States of America, the people there, have more of a chance to dump these individuals than Canada. Because in Canada, it seems with this one that's there, we have no rights whatsoever to get rid of him. Unless well, and that's the, beauty, that's the beauty of the democracy, the British style, you see. Um, uh, when they gave this strange term called democracy to the people, they, they realized, and they've done studies, these people are not stupid at the top, they've run the world for thousands of years. And they realized that, that basically every every five years or so, the people would get 
revolution. So they came up with the idea of giving them the vote. And, and the vote means, to the people means, well, this, this bunch are so bad, let's vote them out. You don't really vote a new guy in. You're, you're so fed up with the corruption, the, the ones you got, you vote them out. That's democracy. And so they don't have a revolution. And that was the idea of giving them this, this, this fake thing called democracy. Mm-hmm. It's a scam. It's a pure scam because uh, the people in power, are, as I say, are picked, uh, or who appear to be in power, are picked. Uh, long before the public hears their names, uh, we know that that, that um, uh, this one in Canada went to two Bilderberger meetings before he, the public heard of him, and that's how he knew he was getting in as the next prime minister. They even had a comedy show on at the weekend here in Canada, <laughs> and, and, and uh, the, 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 the host said, uh, "It's nice to see the different countries, the Canadians and Americans." Then he, you, you, you saw. The Canadian Prime Minister giving a supposedly off-the-cuff talk to the troops uh-huh. in, in Afghanistan, and he used this odd phrase, and he says, um, "Those people, if you mean Afghanis, might think we'll cut and run." I mean, that's a really that's a really Canadian term. They cut and run, and then it flashed to Bush giving the speech where he said, uh, "Those people might think we're going to cut and run." The, the, the Same speechwriter. Three or four times, and they, they were using the same little terms, and, mm-hmm. and that's what they were getting at. They got the same speechwriter, yeah. Yeah, the same speechwriter. But at the same time, you you question the people in the United States and in Canada yep. that they are, um, how shall we say, willing to lay down and roll over. Yeah. And they're not getting a cookie either, Alan, like the dog gets one. No, no. Well, they don't even get their bellies rubbed. That's why. <laughs> that's, that's right. It's the cold water dumping them. And, and that's what we're getting. We're, we're, we're suckers, and we're being led along a very old agenda. And uh, the guys who gave us the different countries in the first place, uh, in order to, to build up real wealth, they call see, there's only real estate and, and, and which means that all other estate is not real. Real estate's the only thing of worth to these guys. You see, that's why it's called real estate. And they've said in all their writings that eventually they'll take all the property from the people. That's but this is an open uh, agenda. It's good that you said that because I have warned uh, the. Uh, the Mohawks, I have warned, the Algonquins, I have warned all First Nations that they are all about to lose the land that was their hereditary land from when they landed on this continent thousands of years ago and that we know also for a fact that the people who are now building these big castles one day may discover they don't, well, in B.C., they don't own it anyway because they say they're on a 99-year-old lease eh, to the government. But in other parts of, of Canada, people believe that they buy a, build a house, buy a house, buy a piece of land or whatever, that it is theirs. But I can tell you in not 
too long a time from now that these hoodlums, and that's what they are, hoodlums are suddenly going go and pull the ropes on because on the land of the Mohawks and of the other First Nations, there's oil, there's gold, there's silver, there's plutonium, and other and other things that are. Uh, uh, they're available on the land and when they drove them onto these pieces of land they thought the land was worthless now they are discovering that they are sitting on land that's very very wealthy uh, minerals and have you whatever out there so they're going to expropriate uh, as they expropriate their land expropriate all the land from from people uh, this is an interesting thing. Lenin said it, that the abolition of private property by gradual increasing taxation. That was said all that time ago. Now, when when he came out, uh, the, the, the property taxes came out in, in Canada and Britain, and I think in America at the same time. And guess who put the bills in, in, in uh, Britain? Who introduced those bills for... for, for for uh, property taxes, the beginning of property taxes, which meant there was no security in your own home anymore. Um, it was the Royal Institute of International Affairs in Britain, and it was the Council on Foreign Relations who put it in the United States. Same same group, that's just the American branch. So here's Lenin doing it for the communists. Uh, here's, here's the big lords doing it, introducing it in, in England uh, for the Royal Institute of International Affairs, and here's uh, the big, uh, you might call them American overlords introducing it into the United States for the CFR. It's all the one agenda, even though you think it's two different systems that were playing this game, it's, they're one and the same. It's just heads and tails, two sides of the same coin. What do uh, people uh, do, Alan? Yeah. What do well, people do? You, 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 apart from throwing the water over them again, uh, you, you, you I do accept the fact that most people, as they have in all ages, will go along to the bitter end. And that's why they could write quite um, uh, determinedly and knowledgeably about their plan, their plan, which is called Revelation, the revealing, you see. They, they said the people would marry and party, basically, right up until the end. Most of them will. And that's what they're doing now. They're being, they're being given a fest of, of debt credit on credit cards to, to spend themselves into the big hole. And they're being flooded with cheap junk and electronic gadgets and toys from China yeah. as yeah. never before. Yeah. And uh, they're partying like crazy, as you saw at St. Patrick's Day. And, and we should ask David Icke why they like St. Patrick, and it's because they chased all the reptiles out of Ireland, all the snakes, you see, Patrick. But... Um, the people right now uh, are being uh, in the biggest party, the biggest fest they've ever had before in their lives. There's never been a time when an ordinary person could take up a plastic and buy all these glit- glittering toys and all the rest of the stuff mm-hmm. to buy. And that won't last forever. That's to keep them dazed and partying as, as the whole world yeah. they've known will come down around their ears. And uh-huh. they won't notice till, till the end. Well, and that is, that's the way they'll do it. He or she quite You don't deviate from that plan. Yeah. And uh, uh, she says here, the government is after the land in Kane Setake, 
due to the fact that they have discovered the existence of a rare mineral on Mohawk land. And then Tango Jimmy says, speaking of metals, is gold a good investment or is it controlled as well? And I told people that in the last few days, they said, watch out, because during Hitler, during World War II, people had gold, 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 and all of a sudden it was declared illegal. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and anyone caught trying uh, to pass it, the person who tried to pass it to had to inform the government. So you're not safe if you even approaching someone to sell them or, or trade the gold with. And, and, and the gold is gone, in the, and that's why they put it in, in the Genesis, the, the gene of ISIS, the beginning of the system, um, uh, the rule book. They put in there that just coming out of Eden, uh, there was lots of gold and onyx. Now, why would a god, a creator god, care about gold and onyx? It tells you what they're talking about. It's the beginning of their system they're talking about. That's, that's the esoteric behind the Genesis story. Mm-hmm. Of ISIS, yeah. and, uh, so uh, it's quite interesting. Gold again. Um, whenever you see the letter G, as I say, you have all these different meanings for, for the G in masonry, uh-huh. compass, and square. And, and of course, the, the tell that the, 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 the prayers at the bottom it means God. You see, that's for the guys who still go to church. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and, and of course, then they'll tell them, well, it means geometry, like sacred geometry. Then it tells them, well, no, it means, it means gnosis, no, G-N-O-S-I-S, gnosis. And then they'll go up the scale, the generative principle and the sexual potency to get the right mate who's picked for you, then you're into selective breeding and all this kind of stuff. But it also stands for gold, you see. Because the top man, they often say, uh, he, his, his thigh, whenever you see thigh in the Bible, <laughs> It means the penis. They didn't want to tell you, so they were sort of polite. No, that's why Jacob had to put his hand on his father's thigh. It was actually the penis, because that's where you took your oath in those days. And they still do in some of the very high uh, esoteric societies. The short and curlies, that's what it means. So, so that's why Pythagoras, long before that, was called golden side Pythagoras. It means he was a high, high... The highest you could get of the Illuminatus stuff. Yeah, yeah. He'd become a god. So, so G also stands for gold. So you take the word gold and you go to the, the G, you see, and then old, old god. The old god is gold. That's what it means. And the ones who run the money system for the world and who fix the value for, for, for coin and trading all over the planet was the Rothschild family, still is. And the ones who give you your value for the trading that starts off every morning is also the Rothschild. So they've run both of them. He <laughs> <laughs> sticks his finger out the window every morning and says, the price of gold today is yada yada, and all these little fools run to their stock exchanges, and, and that's how it works. <laughs> well, this is, this is quite the uh, revelations for some of these people, because all of them thought, and we've heard it around that they said, Oh, you know, well, you know, if you have money, you should uh, invest it in gold. I said, you know, your real estate is a dangerous investment. I said, if you invest in gold, you may as well kiss it goodbye. Yeah. I said, the only thing that you have to be sure of, that you make sure that you have food. Because if you have no food, you have had it. You've had it. Food and water, shelter, clothing. It's, it's the basics, you know. It's the basics you've got to have to come through hard times. And there will be hard times 
it doesn't mean it's the end of everything. There's always people come through it. There's always uh, certain ones will come through it uh, who, who are ready for it as best they can. And um, but most people will never do it. You know that that's a fact that they won't. That they're thinking that supermarket's going to be open forever. And uh, in fact, the people in the cities uh, that think the cows come in little prepackaged uh, squares. <laughs> yeah. That's what cows are. Yeah. Uh-huh. And uh, and I kid you not, it's so artificial today. Yeah. Can't imagine living. And in fact, a lot of them would commit suicide rather than lose their present way of living. Yeah, yeah, I believe that too. Someone says uh, here, who will chase all the reptiles out of the White House? Laugh out loud, that is, of course, Jim Qua. And he said, food and marketable survival skills are the ones to look for in the future. Yeah, that's a fact. Um, uh, As I say, what I've written down, and and you'll find this in the Charter of the United Nations, they don't want private property. And they've even got down the, the new human habitat areas. For, for, the, for the, the, the people who will come out after the bird flu and all the other plagues are going to give us. <laughs> oh, come on now. That bird right. flu is such a farce. It isn't funny. Well, and I, you I, think I, that I, was eight people that died. Well, is it four people or eight people that died in eight years? I know, but, but you know... Get off the story, I, these people. I, I think I had it the other day because I found I was whistling to myself. Ah! I thought you were tackling. That's the first symptom, apparently. Ah, 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 I'm listening to you. Hey, hey, Alan, I thought you were cackling outside because, boy, all these poor chickens, and they are throwing these people all over the world in such poverty by making them get rid of their chickens because that's sometimes all they have that they can survive on. Yeah, a few years ago, the United Nations head is a woman who was a kind of a woman uh, she, she said um, that food had been used as a weapon in the past, mm-hmm. and, and they would use it if need be. So oh yes. Always. That's from the United Nations. That does that not make you feel warm and fuzzy. That they're willing to use food as a weapon, and we saw them using that between the two Gulf Wars in Iraq. They starved over a million and a half people to death by withholding food. And then we had, of course, the great hero there, Kofi Annan. Uh, who, who, who spun property from it by the, the oil for food business they had running on the site. Yeah, we were the ones that disclosed that. We we did weeks and weeks and weeks of disclosing that, and everybody said, they're going to kill you, they're going to kill you. I said, well, I said, you know, they can only kill this body once, not twice, you know. And they said, well, but you know, I said, no, no, we're going to do it until it is out on the planet, and something will be done, and of course it went. And uh, here Chikwa says many people refuse to eat food if it doesn't come wrapped in a piece of cellophane. You see, mm-hmm. yeah, the world we live in. It's the world we live in. Uh-huh. And well, now they're even drinking out of bottled water. They think that's how water comes from the sky. It comes in plastic bottles, you know. <laughs> so it's, uh, bottled uh, by Coca-Cola. Yeah. Dasani. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, yeah. The people so bamboozled in this system. Now, even when Solon supposedly was in Egypt uh, for, for the ancestor of Plato, uh, they did the same thing to them. The, the higher the civilization, meaning it's more interdependent. And we use this word that we must be interdependent. 
what they mean by that is you can't be independent in any particular area whatsoever. They don't want independent people who can create their own food or whatever and grow their own food um, and do any of those things for self-preservation. They want interdependence. So the Egyptians, the ancient Egyptians were explaining this to a Greek uh, thousands of years ago that the more highly advanced a civilization, the more easily you can destroy it because they've lost the understanding of how basic survival individually. Yeah, well, because that is, of course, the result of having, uh, like, if you feed birds all the time and you feed them and feed them, and eventually they no longer know how to look for food. Ladies and gentlemen, our guest is Alan Watt researcher and author website www.cuttingthroughthematrix.com very important I say it again his website www.cuttingthroughthematrix.com books now oh Ellen before I read on have you moved to Manitoba yet did you have a good move uh, it's not quite completed yet. <laughs> ah, not quite completed. Mm. Oh, gee. Yeah. Well, that's uh, a tough if one. I enough, if I get enough funding, I'll, I'll get there. <laughs> if you get enough funding, well, you can't expect any help from those that are listening out in the, in the world because many of them think that you and I will go and stand outside and have our beaks open. You know, because they think we have lost the art of foraging and surviving ourselves, so we stand with a beak open outside and look to the sky and we'll see if there are some uh, mashed potatoes and uh, lettuce and stuff coming floating out there, because other than that, nobody cares.